Welcome to Chat Your Own with Candy and Noodle, the monthly chat show podcast about all things now, then, and tomorrow. It's a little politics, a little art and science, and a whole lot of feminism. Liberal as fuck. To uh, Chacharon, I'm Candy here with Noodle. Hey, I'm Noodle. How you doing, Noodle? Uh, what a day, man. <laughs> it is election day. It is November 8th. We guys are listening to this afterwards, but it's just worth calling out that we are recording this on election day. Whew, what a day. That's what a, a rain one. day. It's, a yeah. rainy day. A rainy election rainy. day. Like it's rainy such a, in LA today. It's such a weird day. Rainy day, weird day, blood moon day. Like there's like a lot of a lot of strange things happening. Right. Um, I put on my puffy coat today. My like mm. puffy big hooded coat so I could go save some plants in the downfall. Mm. It happened like three times by us, at least. It was like, oh, it's drizzling, it's drizzling. Torrential rain. It's drizzling. It's drizzling. There's rain in your garage now. Like there was a lot. Mm, that's a scary one. Rain in your garage. Yeah. Just a little uh, bit, but enough for us to be like, oh, I see where the, I should steal that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we, we, Mike built rain gutters this weekend over the piece of the house that usually like has a flood potential. Mm-hmm. And they don't look good, but they solved the problem. Nice. We desperately need gutters. Yeah. Desperately. It's really hard to hire a company. Like they are not responsive, but went to went to ace hardware bought the pieces and he just like straight up nailed it to the wall with a lot more complexity than how i've just described it but it's uh it's done and the rain is not uh flooding the where was this above the door yeah so it's uh above the office so like it's in the uh, the garage door um in the back and we had the gutter go into a trash can because we're like, well, what do you do with the water, right? So right. we filled up a trash can. Turns out trash can full of water, very heavy. Yes. Very heavy. Much grunting for movement of said trash can. <laughs> Two-person job. Even when like one a, of them is me, mostly laughing. Like a twist. Oh, like there was all the twist. There was like a, uh, like inches. There was like shaking heavy. There was a lot of work done. But we like managed it. And so far... Knock on everything, no flood. Yeah, we uh, we definitely filled whatever we could. We filled our like big, big watering can. We just sat it under where the gutter should be. Let her get yeah. full. Yeah, yeah. We it did, did make me want to buy a rain barrel. So we don't one. know how rain barrels work. We bought one a few years ago that turned out to not be excellent. But oh, it yeah. was a good size. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have a gutter to put it 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 would have been fine but we didn't it was too much for the the whole size Mm -hmm. um and eventually the spout stopped working but yeah the spout's just at the bottom and it collects rain and then you hook a hose up to it and do your thing yeah but like fill the thing yeah you you have to get one that's like wide enough because today's big heavy rain filled a trash can right so how much bigger is a rain barrel than a trash can not that much bigger. Not I feel much. Like. No. Yeah. So I feel like we would have been out there watering the lawn with our rain barrel in the rain. <laughs> you should have seen us empty silly. it. Yeah. When we finally had to empty it, but it was broken, the spout part. So we took the top off and we just kind of 
rolled it around the yard because it was, Blacketing I mean, it it was filled with water. We didn't want to yeah. fill the yard in one spot. Yeah. So we just rolled it around, <laughs> dispersed the water. It's hilarious. <laughs> uh, and sometimes rain barrels are illegal in Los Angeles. They like go through cycles of legality. Oh, or oh because of standing water issues? Yeah, which Probably, like, is yeah. fair, but yeah. also a lot of maintenance to remember if it's legal or not at any given moment. Right. But yeah, because the standing water issue, like you have to do something. Is that why we have, do you think that's why we have mosquitoes now specifically because people are collecting rainwater? No, no, I don't. I oh. think uh, we have mosquitoes because we've all been inside for however long and the mosquitoes are like, they're coming out. I'm going to eat them. They've been waiting. They've been pressed up against the glass of our houses and now they are feasting and have mutated some sort of bionic. Well, that seems right on track, doesn't it? Yes. Yeah. The murder hornets fail, General. but the bionic uh, mosquitoes are on their way. Bionic mosquitoes. That is terrifying. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was last month. This month, we are celebrating food. What we love, when it is good, when it is bad, and when it is weird. Uh, there is a trigger warning that comes with this episode. While we are not planning to talk about negative relationships with food or food disorders, we will be straight up talking about noms for the next hour-ish. We are also not planning to discuss food disparity, shortages, supply chain problems, etc. We will share links to ways you can help with food shortages, holiday season, and always. We know there is privilege in talking about food in a celebratory way and recognize that this episode might not be for everyone. I don't know that we've ever had a, like a legitimate trigger warning. Before. I don't know either, but I got to tell you, I did not practice breathing for yeah. that. that. Got all the way a, through. It was good though. Thanks. It's well delivered. Still, I should practice. Got to work on that endurance. Thanks. Let me, uh, big time. There you go. That was for, that was for you guys. And Noodle, we are going to jump right into the secret question. Are you ready? Lay it on me. Secret question. What is the most embarrassing food-related social blunder in your memory does not have to be yours? Oh, it has to be mine. I'm going to tell it terribly. Oh, you've got one. So food like, related. Go? Oh, my goodness. It's mortifying. Um, I had an office job, and there was a lot of, like, small teams in the office, and I hadn't been there that long, and one of the teams had a pizza party, but it was just for their team. And I like walked my ass into the room where the pizza was at and like sat down and helped myself to a slice. And the manager was like, you are not on this team. This pizza is not for you. And kicked me out of the room and wouldn't let me eat my pizza. And I was so mortified. Um, Oh my, I never forgave that manager. Like I was very new at the company, like unnecessary. And while it wasn't about the food necessarily, I remember like the horror of the moment. The horror. Let the new girl yeah. have a slice of pizza. Shut the fuck up. Right. Well, so he took your pizza and then did what with it? I mean, you had already it touched it. It was a she. Oh, what a bitch. You know what? She was a very, very mean manager. Was. I, she was not my manager, thank goodness, but she was very mean. Yeah. was a bitch. I don't know. Like it was very much a like no pizza for you situation. Get Could have been handled with more grace. Of my party. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Mm-hmm. See, That's mine is way. I mean, actually, mine isn't even really embarrassing. <laughs> so much as funny. I mean, I guess maybe it was kind of embarrassing for my mother, just like to the universe that this is her kid. But when I was about <laughs> uh, twelve, 
I uh, I did the, I don't know if it was laughing. I'm definitely talking, right? Because I am constantly talking and often have food in my mouth. Um, and I just breathed in funny and I aspirated. I pulled a pee down the wrong pipe. Ooh. So then it eventually came up out of my nose. <laughs> Um, but I had no idea. I had no idea when I blew that pee out of my nose <laughs> after dinner, it was terrifying and hilarious. How old are you? I think, I mean, 12 oldest, 10 youngest, I think. So not like four. No, no, no. Full on, like know how to eat and breathe. Mm-hmm. You know, how'd you know? That's a, that's a skill set. But you know, if your nose is stuffy, it was like, I didn't, and that happens good enough not often to people but you sometimes it happens and you feel like something maybe went up or like instead of down but you just feel Mm -hmm. funny for a minute and then like everything goes down you take a sip of water and you're fine and then my nose was stuffy they seemed completely unrelated (laughs) how much time went off like between when you felt weird to when you blew your pee out after dinner yeah Sure, but like not two minutes, like no, no, like an it was hour. Not two minutes. It was like in my face until dinner was done. Yeah, in that's my face. Amazing. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> and I, I think my nails are too long because it was like <laughs> it was. It was like <laughs> and hey, there's that pee. It's, I hope you said that out loud. <laughs> I might have. I could ask my mom. I'm sure she would remember. That's one of her. That's one of her stories. That's a good fun. It's a good candy story, apparently. Um, <laughs> everyone, take that giggle and let's uh, let's move into what you're reading, Noodle. Uh, two books. I, it's funny. I feel like I haven't done twosies. I used to do twosies all the time. Yeah. Now I was just doing one. I've got a twosie. Billy Summers by Stephen King, which was unlike any other Stephen King book I have ever read. There was no supernatural. There was no fantastical horror. It was, it was as straightforward a novel as you're going to be able to read. Um, horror of human experience, but not in the same way that you anticipate like Stephen King books. Like maybe like Misery, but Misery has like an evil character, right? Like the, mm-hmm. you know, what's her face is the bad guy. And it wasn't like that. It was, it was about, um, a veteran of, the Middle East of, you know, Iraq, Afghanistan, et cetera, who becomes a sniper and uh, eventually becomes a, like, paid assassin, but he only takes jobs for bad people. Like, he'll only assassinate bad guys. And it's very much about, like, what is a good guy versus a bad guy and, like, the, the horror of war, but not, like, monster horror, like, people horror, mm-hmm. but not in a way that was horrifying beyond the fact that like, this is a thing that people endure and experience. Like there was no like one scene that you thought to yourself, this is it. This is the like big Stephen King horrifying right. moment. Mm-hmm. It was just this sustained tension. Um, but kind of like a jolly story anyway. I don't know. It was weird, but it was wonderful because his world building and that writing still exists. It's as though Stephen King wasn't scary and he was just like a straightforward writer. Hmm. Like, 
Stephen King if he was friends with Frederick Bachman kind of situation. And it was great. I really, really enjoyed it. Um, I was surprised at, because I kept like waiting for the big like supernatural. (laughs) And there's like references to The Shining here and there because it takes place near where where the Overlook Hotel is supposed to be. But like, no, it was not. Not a scary, not a scary book, but also a really, really good book. Mm-hmm. Um, so I loved it and would recommend. Like I was surprised at how different and still good it was. Um, and then my other book is Nevertheless She Wore It by Anne Shen, which is a collection of, I think it was 50. Um I think 50. yes, 50 iconic fashion moments. So ranging from Princess Di's revenge dress to Madonna's cone bra and women wearing tuxedos and women wearing bikinis and all of these, like some of them are literal moments like in history where a specific outfit is like JLo wearing that, that jungle dress, right? Dress, right. Yes. That dress. But it's also just like the idea of women wearing sleeveless tops, you know, like things like that and how it evolves in fashion. And it was incredibly empowering. It was incredibly empowering to like see women owning their self-expression through clothes and Mm -hmm. like going through these moments and like seeing things that are familiar and learning a lot about the history of some of the clothes and the symbolism behind them. And I just loved it. And it was a book that you would give me. And it just was like, Slim volume of cheeriness. Ooh, what a great yeah. description. It was very, it was filled with joy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was an joy. Unapolog- celebra- unapologetic celebration of clothing. Mm-hmm. As clothing as like symbolic messaging, not just like, oh my God, I have to wear these fucking pants. But like, I ooh, can we pants. talk about the first time these pants got worn? Right. Um, yeah. Oh, what a good way to put that liked it um quick stephen king but stephen king and uh, book question um what did he write that in the last three years yeah oh, it was a recent oh, yes. yeah not a surprise at all not a surprise at all um i mean i have often considered that story in the last so many years as well uh the just the idea that you know why don't bad people end up being assassinated well that's because good people don't kill yeah. Mm-hmm. Or why don't bad people end up being assassinated? Um, just as in the way humans in the world works. I'm not like calling for assassination. Um, eh. But uh, based on his, the perception of his uh, feeling about the world and people and his good versus bad. That sounds like a, that sounds like it would be a really good. It was great. It was great. Story, I, yes. I recommend it. I recommend it. it was, and you know, I mean, it's his, one of his thick, like, you know, 500 page tomes, but also a very little semester of school, right, but a surprisingly light read, all things considered. Oh, nice. Yeah. Very nice. The, um, uh, I, I want to say the Colorado kid is a little, is very, um, non-supernatural. There's a mystery and it's mysterious. That's the baseball one, right? No, that's the one based on, it's a little short one. It's from that like hard crimes noir. Yeah, no, no, no. With the, the Colorado kid, like that's a nickname. Disappears. I thought it was a nickname for a ball player. No. What is the one that I'm... I don't know, but that actually sounds really familiar. They based the show Haven off of the Colorado Kid. 
No, I, I don't think I've read the Ruth car. Ruth Haven. Hey, Ruth. Maybe on? I haven't read this one. Yeah, I have it. You can borrow it. It's it's a little tiny. Oh tiny, no, no, I did read this one. Yeah. I did with yeah, yeah, yeah at the um at the fun house type thing. Right there in a fun house. house. Yeah, it takes place at a fun house. Or maybe I'm thinking about Joyland. You're thinking about Joyland. That's There's a, a really lot of good them one that, are very <laughs> that one's really good too. <laughs> Joyland is def. I actually think even better than the Colorado Kid. Anyway, anyway, I. Uh, I, I could use to just like talk about books for hours and hours and hours yeah. and like lately. Uh, but instead, we are going to talk about food. We are celebrating food. We have uh, about five general food topics we're going to chat about, which is nostalgia, sharing. What do you prefer when it comes to food, culture, and environment? And environment. And Noodle, you started, you, I mean, you have some great, great things. Do you want to? jump in and what would you like to talk about first? I want to leave mind. I'm going to leave with the what do you prefers? Yes. Do we yeah, the what do you prefers because I feel like those are like quick quick but important ones. Yeah. Yeah. Spicy, yay or nay? New to spicy. New to spicy so much so that I bought a uh, an oil like a chili oil like bread dipping Ooh. oil recently um that i am very excited about i don't eat oh my god we got these gardine gardine makes a chicken like patty for a chicken sandwich uh, that's really really good i accidentally grabbed the spicy bag mm. and i put a bunch of dijon on it and it was really hot and i always eat my food when it's too hot so i took a bite and i was like wow is it it's just the i put on a lot of dijon like i think that's why it's so Spicy, because when I when I do eat Dijon, I tend to go woo every time I take a bite. <laughs> you eat too much. Yeah, yeah. Uh, every time, every time, and I love it. Uh, but no, it was. I, I took me half the super hot sandwich to realize it was just a hot sandwich, <laughs> and I ate the whole sandwich, and it was delicious. And my mouth was only on fire for a short period of time. So I'm going to say yes to testing spicy. I'm the hardest of nose. The, the hardest, hardest of nose. There's like not any level of spicy that I'm interested in. Um, spice in general, as opposed to like spicy, maybe. Right. But like in that it's like has a flavor, maybe. But like I am just out. I am a, a waft the spice within 10 feet of me and like that's enough. Uh, how do you feel um, about so. like buffalo style spicy, which nope. is tangy? Nope. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I'm I'm aggressively out on the whole thing. So you don't want to do an episode of Hot Ones on the podcast is what you're saying? Uh, I can no. ask you questions you and can you questions. can eat in, in increasingly hot things. Well, if we, if we were to flip the point of interviewing that way, what would we do for you that would give the same sort of distraction, physiological distraction? Sticky. Sticky. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot things. think of any iteration of that, right? Yeah. Sticky. That sounds I'm just pretty Also, horrible. like upsetting. I don't want to get sticky. That either. almost, no, that sounds like that stupid game with James Corden where they spin the the, ta- the table around. Oh my God, have you seen? Okay, then we'll move on. So he has this thing where the game is, there's a table, a spinning table filled with crappy, gross food. And he asks that they ask each other questions. So he decides to spin it. He asks you the question. If you don't want to answer the question, you have to eat what's in front of you. 
and it's like testicles. Yeah, and I don't, don't want to play that game. Hundred year old eggs. Uh, and that's what the sticky game sounds like to me. Yeah, not good. Not good. Mm. No food based like games. Mm. Unless it's how many marshmallows can you fit in your mouth. Oh my God. That game I want to play. Yes, mm. always. Oh, if I was to choke to death, I hope it's marshmallows. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's not know? a bad way to go. Yeah. Not a bad way. Uh, sweet or savory? I don't feel like I can answer that question. It's <laughs> <laughs> a hard one. That's a hard one. It is. Although I do have a problem with sugar. I would, I always want something sweet. I don't know that I prefer it necessarily, uh, but I always want a piece of cake. And I definitely have that like sugar thing where if I start my day with like something sweet, I want something sweet all day long. Mm. So I guess I'll say savory based on I'm going to be 40 in a month and I should probably lay off <laughs> the, the the cake. I'm going to say savory up until like 6 p.m. and then it's sweet. Really? During the day, I want like cheese-based crunchy snacks. Ooh. But at night, give me the chocolate. Yeah. I mean, I, maybe I always want chocolate. Yeah. I, I'm savory day, sweet night. You know, funnily enough, I don't really think I consider... Like, yes, like I made chocolate chip cookies recently. That is a sweet thing. But when I think like candy bars and stuff, I guess I don't really think sweet right away all the time. I wonder if that's because I'm not eating milk chocolate anymore. That might be much milk darker. chocolate is very sweet. Yeah. yeah. Oh, fascinating. Mm. Fascinating. Because dark chocolate eventually crosses over into savory when you like look when you at get to way, a point, yeah. Right at the like ninety-seven percentile. You're just yeah, I don't know what you're chewing. And you use that kind of stuff to make hot sauce. Yeah, yeah. which is funny. So there you go. Right. Spicy and savory mm-hmm. for you. Cooking versus baking. Baking, but that is mostly because of the design element, I think, because you get to just play with it more when you're baking. I love to decorate a cake mm. mm-hmm. and I love frosting. <laughs> frosting. That, so it's the dressing of it that you prefer. I th- maybe. Yeah. It's the, it's the putting together of the pretty thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like baking because I like using an electric mixer. I find that very satisfying. I like Ooh. watching the ingredients change so radically in baking from like, you know, there's like the dry your wets, wet your dries, whatever, but like the mix. I like that about baking. Yeah. Um, and cooking feels like tasky, whereas baking feels like an occasion. True. It is like you're celebrating something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I definitely have like, different things I want to make at different times. Mm. Don't get me wrong. I always want pie, but I don't always want to make pie. The second it gets cool, I want to make pie. I'm more of a cool pie person. I will eat your lemon meringue pie in the summer. Don't get Delicious. me wrong. Delicious. I'll eat it anytime you put it in front of me. But, uh, and for some reason in the summer, I feel like I want to make cupcakes. Light, airy cupcakes. Maybe that's it. Yeah. Um, I think that's a really good segue into types of food. Holiday specific food. Ooh, wait, I forgot a would you prefer? Oh, I accidentally, de- I think I deleted it from my list. I deleted would you prefer? No, noodle, vegetables. 
which vegetable do you prefer? And do you have a specific like kind of vegetables, like root vegetables or like whatever? Things that come in a pod, you know? Yeah. um, (laughs) I love vegetables, which is funny because I'm like notoriously a picky eater, but like broccoli, cauliflower, carrots, uh, very specific kind of Brussels sprouts, like (laughs) green beans, corn. Oh, like I am, I am like in for the classic vegetable. Um, Mostly I want them microwavable steam bag with nothing on them. But like for me, you can like, that's like eating the vegetable. It's the taste of the vegetable, you know? Right. Um, But like, I love broccoli. I would eat broccoli all day. Spinach. I love spinach, which is so funny, which is so funny to me. Again, like with this historically picky eater nonsense as a child, like, Give me all the spinach. I want to just like, I mean, it's only a little tiny bit of spinach at the end of the day, but like, I, I love it. I love, I love a good array of like classic garden vegetables. Nice. Very nice. Um, I find that I like, I don't think I ever was super against any vegetable. Um, onions make my face feel funny and historically have just like, Made my face feel funny. Raw onions. Yeah. Are, are you allergic to onions? I guess maybe a little like, bit. But like, it sounds like you are allergic to onions. But like, I don't, I don't have that happen with anything else that's like related to onions. Although I don't eat, well, I eat garlic. Isn't that related to onions? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, they go together, but I don't know if, if they're actually related. We well, should find that out. I eat them now, but only a little bit. I eat mm-hmm. um, spring onions now, which is like a new thing for me. So mm-hmm. I'm very into the bright vegetable lately, like that bright color, which mm. we're going into winter now. So we'll have less of those kinds of vegetables around right. if you're eating locally um, or seasonally. Um, but I, oh, and shallots, shallots. That's the other onion I like now. Now I eat shallots. So that's it. I'm into But do shallots vegetables. also make your face feel funny? Well, I haven't eaten them raw. I only had a little bit cooked, you know, like sauteed in a dish. Um, and same thing with the spring onions. I mean, I'm not putting them spring or green onions. I'm not putting them like on top of something as a garnish. I'm cooking them. I'm putting them in my stir fryer, like my, my just egg, which I, I am, love. I am deeply interested in finding out whether or not you are actually allergic to onions. Yeah. Cause it sounds like you are allergic to onions. Um, it sounds like you are, I mean, like, I can you are rings. allergic to me. Yeah. And not feel funny in the face. I feel like the the things that they do to onion rings that make them not really onion anymore really does overwhelm anything that could have been in there as an allergen. All of the onion part right. has pretty much been removed. It's just a husk it's, now. It's, it's a husk of deliciousness. <laughs> just a hot breaded ring and I didn't know how to call it that. Here's what I'm saying. Maybe I'm allergic to onions. I still want in on your awesome blossom. That's what I'm saying. Mm. Ooh. Right? Ooh, I haven't even heard that word in 20 years. Mm. You should find an, an outback and only eat that. Oh, they have a twice baked sweet potato there. Going to outback for the sun. Oh my God, I haven't been to outback in about 20 years. I don't even know if they exist. I don't even know. I've never seen one here. All right, um, that's two things. Is candy allergic to onions? Is there an outback nearby? Is there an outback nearby where we can talk about this more while seeing if her face falls off eating? Uh, Bloomin' Onion. Um, I think, where did you want to move next? I think that talking about the like, would you rather 
kind of moves into the nostalgia portion. All right, let's do it. Nostalgia. Yeah. Um, so I think nostalgia wise, one of the things that I really, really thought about um, was what are your favorite like memory meals? And my example of that, like what's a dish that's the most, was the most comfort or the best thing at a specific time. Um, and I, and I thought about it that way after I, this meal like popped into my head. So around when I first moved to LA, I made a delicious, comfy, comfy meal. That is, this is all vegan, Italian sausage, uh, couscous peas and pasta sauce. And I have to tell you that this dish is filling hearty uh the peas and the pasta sauce and work really 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 well together um and it's one of my first like vegan meals that I regularly made and it's like it has that super comfortable like moment of me realizing I can cook like this and everything's cool uh and I haven't made it in years you should do it right you should make it you should make it. Mm. It's raining and terrible. You should make it right now. Oh, right. It does sound good right now. That sounds like a really it's like hot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hot, mm-hmm. heavy, delicious. Uh-huh. Yeah. So it's funny to like do a cooking, uh, like an episode about food when I am a picky eater and like don't cook at all. Right. So it's like funny because so much of, of food is experience, be it hands-on for yourself, be it eating it, the experience of being around the table, you know, all, all of those things where I had like a lot of like those experiences were about the relationships and with people and such, and not necessarily about like the food itself, which right. is funny. Right. Um, so I don't like, I don't know that I have a, a meal like that, that right. I'm like, Ooh, this is the thing that like I, I make like, and it comforts me. Like yeah. for me, it's like, I had a bowl of sour cream and potato chips and a glass of lemonade. And that reminds me of my like childhood. And I that's feel perfect. like this is my like afternoon snack, huh. even though that's not like really like, it's not like a meal, but it is a like food based experience. Totally. Totally. Um, that just like something that stayed with you for remembering. Yes, it, it's really specifically the sour cream and onion potato chips Ridgies. That oh, is the see, old, that. it's the old recipe though, or the old version of it that they change the recipe since and it does not taste the same oh. and you cannot get wise ridges um west of the mississippi which is a big bummer um and the ruffles are okay it's just like it's not it's not the same it's just um it. and the they did change the mix so it like that taste has gone forever oh that really is like yeah, a memory. It, it, right it, it bums me out but like that very specific this potato chip with a glass of nature's own lemonade, which you Aww. can, I'm sorry, Newman's own, Newman's, Newman's own, lemonade, own, which you still right. can get. In fact, I have like three cartons of in my fridge. It's all of it's in my fridge. Actually, yeah. you can't get it's it. I pulpy. bought it all. Yeah. It's really delicious. And I'm only going to eat it with chips that are kind of a bummer now, but mm-hmm, you take what you more. can get when you need That's the, okay. the good brain yeah. chemicals. You yeah. eat the delicious memory. Eat a version of it. Yeah. I had it today as a little bit of comfort. Oh, good. Yeah. That's what they're for. And yeah. <gasps> um, food that you grew to love as an adult, but never would have eaten as a child. I, other than the onions and the spicy stuff, 
don't think I have any. I was a very, I ate everything as a child. If you put it in front of me and told me it was food, I was going to try it. I was not a finicky eater at any point. I mean, like throughout the, you know, throughout my childhood, I had moments of, I'm not eating pork right now. Deal with it. Or, you know, I had a bad shrimp. So now I don't eat shrimp anymore. Um, I opened a thing of cream of wheat and it was filled with bugs. I'm not eating instant oatmeal anymore. Yeah, that'll that'll take that away real right? fast. That's I mean, hey, that. maybe that's one. I stopped eating cream of wheat. I mean, I must have been young because this is when my grandparents lived in the first house. And like, I must have been young enough to be making my own or old enough to be making my own food like in the microwave, but young enough to be like, oh my God. And have a panic attack and like freak out about it. And I, I did not I, eat that for until I was a grown up again. I yeah. would still have that feeling right now. I don't know that I would be like, oh, this is probably fine going forward. Like it, it was like they were alive. Yeah. Like it was just weevil, crawly wing. That sounds like a weevil situation. They had little Ooh. wings. Ooh. Yeah. Yuck. Unfortunately, that's one of my memories of my grandmother's kitchen. Yeah, it's like that's a core memory right yeah, there. That'll right. that'll ruin you forever. Like you cream of wheat. Yeah. yeah. Um for me, it's it's the vegetables. It's the vegetables again. Like I love vegetables as an adult as an adult, but I'm sure I was a huge pain in the ass about eating as a kid. And specifically, like I love Brussels sprouts. Those like crispy, you know, they make them now and they're like chippy almost like and like so good. Balsam- like I never Right? That had flavor, that had like a sauce, that had all sorts of different things. I never, ever, 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 ever in a million years would have eaten that as a kid. And I absolutely love it. I will always order the Brussels sprouts if that is an appetizer at a restaurant. Mike makes a really good Brussels sprout. Yum. Always. Have you ever had a raw Brussels sprout? I have. Do not recommend. Do not recommend. Very dry. Yeah. Very against yes. the teeth mm-hmm. feeling. And that's why I was like, oh, yeah, probably, like, this is how somebody served it to me. I don't know. But I will say, like, like the way, like, Brussels sprouts were, like, having. They had a a, moment. They had a moment, like, two, like, three or four years ago. And, like, everyone's been eating them ever since. I think even longer than that. I think two years before the pandemic, maybe. Yeah, that's true. So maybe, like, four years ago, five years ago. Yeah. Um, We had all the restaurants were suddenly, like, fantastic. "Mm." Yeah. At your birthday. Yeah into it i am into it mm-hmm. um mm, i'm thinking about food sprouts. that you eat when you go home that you cannot get in la or is like just like doesn't taste the same uh yeah so the pizza 100 like i don't mm. i don't care if it makes me sound like a chicago snob pizza i i, I never found uh Look, pizza's good, okay? All pizzas, it's bread, it's cheese, it's sauce, it's hot. It's a good mix of things. Even Um, when it's bad, it's still pizza. It's still pizza, exactly. But uh, never, never in 15 years have had pizza that was like pizza. I don't know. I don't know. It's just not the same. Yeah, I mean, I said pizza. Pizza is everybody's answer with that question, right? Right? From New York, give give me the pizza. But like, it, I feel like that also applies to like bagels. And it's, you know, for a lot of different reasons. Right. But that's such a big one. Like, for, I feel like Italian food in general, like, the the nonsense Italian food, like a, like a chicken parmesan wedge. I have had 150,000 chicken parmesan sandwiches mm-hmm. in Los Angeles, and it is not the same. And I'm going mm-hmm. home, I'm like, I would like a chicken parmesan wedge wrapped in the tinfoil, like, 
sauce everywhere, cheese everywhere, breaded chicken pieces, like slabs of chicken that are breaded, not like little chunks. Like it's, it's specific. It's specific. specific. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's a regional. That's the thing. You're always getting something that's got a little bit of a regional flair on it. Right. Wherever you are, whatever it because is. Because I'm sure I would go to Chicago and be like, this is not the right chicken parmesan wedge. And you would go to New York and be like, this is not the right chicken parm. I'll be honest. Oogie? You're saying wedge and I have uh-huh. no idea what that part has to do with it. What is that? Right. That's just, I, the, I that's just the, that's the bread. The bread is called the wedge. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's like a sub or a grinder or a hoagie oh. or whatever. But we call it chicken parmesan wedge for some reason. I don't know. <laughs> now I'm thinking about bread. Right? Yeah. The bread <laughs> is a good the, episode, guys. Now the, the bread is delicious. It's not like Italian bread, but it's not too crusty, but like it's the right it's kind of It's not too meat. chewy. You, you don't have to mm-hmm. tear it too much because it's a slippery inside. Yeah. It's that in between. Cold. Yeah. Of right. like too crusty and too chewy. It's like the nice sweet spot. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's always what I, whenever I would like, whenever I would fly back to New York, my dad would say, like, well, what do you want to have for dinner? And I'm like, it's this. I want this. I want this waiting for us when we get home. I want it mm-hmm. hot. And I want it to be on a plate. And I'm just, I don't want to talk to anyone. I just want to, like, eat this with my face. And then we can have a conversation. Don't talk to me until I'm done. Until I've had my chicken parmesan lunch. And maybe I want to eat it sitting on the floor watching TV. Yeah, maybe I don't want to talk to anybody about it. Right, that's, anything. like, part of the, like, childhood experience. It's okay, like, Sunday night dinner... We would eat like on a sheet in front of the TV watching The Simpsons. Oh, that's adorable. Yeah. It was a, and sometimes it was football into The Simpsons on Sundays. Right. Yeah. Important, important core memories. Oh, that Delicious. is core memory. I want to eat that now. Oh my God. I'm so hungry. I ate a full dinner. I have been eating all day and I am starving. And I am going to have some yeah. more snacks. So the other side of that. Food that you ate so much of as a kid that you, like, cannot eat now. Again, I don't think I have anything. One time, I ate, all I ate all day, like, during the summer, I was home by myself, was pineapple from a can and black olives. And I ate this repeatedly throughout the day, and it was all I ate, and, like, I puked. A lot of puke. And I got to tell you, I have never had a problem eating pineapples or black olives. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I have given a booze in the past, like... I, I never, ever need to have um, uh, Southern Comfort again. Never. I don't need that. I've had plenty. Oh, my God. Thank you. I'm done. Oh, my God. Oh, Southern Comfort has just given me such a visceral SoCo and Seven. Ooh. Mm. <laughs> mm. I don't want that again. No. Smacked over my mic. <laughs> yeah. SoCo and Lime. Mm. Oh, that's a good call. I never want Soko again. Never want yes. Soko again. Yes, that is that is the right decision. Unnecessary. No, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Oh, my whole body's like, mm. oh, my whole body. This is the opposite of hunger. We've we've eliminated that hunger very quickly. Very quickly. Think about mashed potatoes. Yeah. Uh, buttery mashed potatoes. That's comfort whether you're eating it or I, not. I can't believe we got this far into a food episode and haven't said mashed potatoes yet. I was we have been say, talking about food yeah. for a solid half an hour and hadn't once said mashed potato. I've got that written under my um, comfort best thing at a specific time. It just says uh, mashed potato. Mashed potatoes. Anytime there's a dental, face, or head thing, for sure. Mm. Uh, I remember, like, if when I think about having my wisdom teeth pulled, mashed potatoes. 
sick mashed potatoes. When my friends are sick, I'm like, did you, do you have, did you get potatoes? <laughs> do you have any potatoes? Are can you sure? I, you had can dental I, work? Do you need me to bring you potatoes? Can I send you a potato? I should have some mashed potatoes. You're going to feel better <laughs> and it's not going to upset your bloody gum holes. Yeah. <laughs> you can have this oh, chicken soup, mashed potatoes. <laughs> With all the butter and the milk, and the creamy and the fluffy, and maybe a little pepper flake, maybe so things you can. But do like with the smooth potatoes. and creamy, mm-hmm. not no no skin, no skin. You're a no skin. See, I like I'm a no skin. If I prefer the no skin with like my traditional mashed potato, but like I still like any kind of mashed potato. I'm gonna try. But oh sure, yes, absolutely. You can do skins. Yeah. You can do different kinds of potatoes. You can do yeah. high in pepper. You can do garlic mashed potatoes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness, you can put cheese in there. Yes, oh, you can, and frankly, you should. You should. You should. There's no reason not to. When in doubt, celebrate add, it. Celebrate the, the mashed potato. Now I'm uh, just gonna think about mashed potatoes. I I gotta I gotta tell you now that we're on potatoes. I don't know that there was a food that you ate so much as a kid that you cannot eat now. I mean, I'm sure there was like phases in my life where I was like, oh, I ate that and then I don't eat it anymore. Right. But like, I can't think of anything that I'm like, no, no, I'm good. It used to be Kraft mac and cheese because I ate a lot of Kraft mac and cheese. But then now with my four-year-old, almost four-year-old, uh, he likes a mac and cheese and peas situation. So we eat a lot of Kraft mac and cheese. That and you know what? It's delicious. Excellent. Delicious. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's so good. So like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I have a thing that I'm like, nope, I can't eat. In fact, I probably still eat most of the things that I eat in my childhood. I mostly like, eat the stuff right? that I eat as yeah. a kid. It's just dino nuggies yeah. and otter pops. And, and I'm not sad about them. Yeah. Not not even a little bit. Mm. I could eat Encrustable right now. <laughs> I right did now. Eat, oh. I did eat an Encrustable good, today. Good. Good. Did you eat it when it was a little bit frozen with like that little <laughs> disc of jelly? That's the best way yeah. when it's a little frozen. Not when it's like ice chunks still on it, but when the core is a little hard. Just the core. It's like getting this like the center of a candy. <laughs> really. <laughs> when the center is different. Um, I recently saw someone on the internet put a frozen one of those uh, uncrustable in an air fryer and she like put a bunch of sugar on it first and then she put it in the air fryer she, and she put bit sugar on it let me tell you she bit into it and it was and it was all like kind of and the sugar made it more like goldeny brown on the outside and it was like had a crunch weird mm-hmm. not only that recently saw someone on the internet put their tofu in the toaster so I got a whole lot of food things that I'm, food. I'm this close to freaking trying. I don't have an air fryer. I'm coming to someone's house. You got an air fryer? We do. We have I'm an air fryer. I'm coming over with Uncrustables. Absolutely. I'll bring a box. We'll just have some one afternoon. Yeah. We'll, we'll do a little uh, snack. Come we'll over for snack time. Happens. We'll get little carpet pieces and take a nap. <laughs> see how it goes. So speaking so of nice. trying out weird recipes, what is your best recipe? Hmm. I don't think that I have a best recipe, sadly. Um, I do think that I'm really good at making yogurt parfaits. Um, I also... That is such a random... What do you put in your yogurt parfait that you're like, this is it, this is the thing? I like to 
add a shimmy of turmeric, um, which I really like because of its sweet and savory properties. It has both. It's not super sweet, but it elevates sweet things. Uh, and it does the same thing in a savory dish. Uh, and it's really good for inflammation. Uh, it's an anti-inflammatory. So I give that a little shimmy. I'm also really big into cardamom. Put a little bit of that in there. And cinnamon, which is good for you. A little bit of that on top. I put a little uh, shaved almonds, usually. Some sort of nut, typically shaved almonds. I like to put some chaya seeds in there sometimes. Scoop of peanut butter. Scoop of this peanut butter. This is a savory yogurt parfait. They're delicious. I also put I'm, a scoop I'm of peanut thinking, butter in my, like, smoothie bowl. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking, like, you know, the fruit and the, you know, sweet. And, and I was like, what are you talking about? You were talking about a savory yogurt parfait. I didn't even know that existed. It's really good. Interesting. And the peanut butter gives it the both sides again of the like the sweet and the savory. Plus, I'm typically eating coconut based yogurt. Mm-hmm. So, so it's also nutty like that. You know, I have eaten a great many things that you have made, Candy. You have made cakes up the everything. I have eaten many of your pies. I don't know that I would have said yogurt parfait is your best. Interesting. Because I feel like your your best is it's quite high. Hmm. I mean, I guess lasagna. I guess is right. My, your your lasagna. That's my go to. Like, I enjoy it. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Mm. which is funny because I I would have mentioned my lasagna. That that would be a, that would have been my best. That mm. those like mini lasagnas that I used to make for holiday events mm. with the with the wonton oh, wrapper and then you fun. fill it into the muffins mm. and everybody gets like a little muffin lasagna. And it's like a poppable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a pop lasagna, which I haven't made in many many years because you know we haven't had any holidays. To Maybe places. we should have a get together. That's all the food. Everyone bring the food you haven't made in five mm. years. That would be it. That would be the only one that I that I make. But like, but that's perfect. Was, yeah, I mm. used to make that, and it was used to be very delicious. I imagine we'd all be very full, sitting on <laughs> the floor in sweatpants. I think a lot of these things might be comforting. <laughs> delicious. So it's just going to be lasagnas and mashed potatoes in a bowl in front of us in a pile and pineapple. Oh. Whole bunch of black olives. This is a really tasty episode, and I am that sounds delicious. Delicious. What? What is the best food you have ever eaten that someone else has made for you? So, you know, outside of the like, like my mom makes um, an amazing breakfast. Like she, I, Mm -hmm. I strive to make the kind of breakfast my mom's my mom makes and stuff like that. Um, other than that, I mean, it's, it's Shelly. Shelly makes amazing dinner and it's, it doesn't matter really what it is specifically. Um, it's, it's always delicious. It's always prepared with extreme love. She brings you into her home and she cooks for you and it's always wonderful. And I think the last time I was in the Chicagoland area and she made food for me, there were like, it was a veggie burger and there were sauteed mushrooms on the side and other veggies on the side. And it was like, you know, it's always no big deal. It's always very casual. It's always, we're just, I'm going to make dinner, come over. And it's always excellent. Delicious. Yeah. Cause the love, the it love, is. it's the love. The love. Mm-hmm. And she's been doing this forever. I mean, since we were in our early twenties, she's been inviting us over for dinner. Yeah. Oh, 
that's nice. It's yeah. nice to have the person who makes the food. Mm-hmm. Right? It does. That's, that's important because then you can have the context and the, the adult experience of a dinner party without it being like just potato chips. Mm-hmm. Would it be like <laughs> just potato chips? Yeah. <laughs> uh, what is yours? Um, early when Mike and I had like, not just that we like first started dating, but when we decided that we were like serious about dating, like that this was going to be you were going to go steady. Real, right. We were going to go steady. We were really going to like be in a relationship. Um, it might've been the first Valentine's day. Like, I don't know. I don't remember what it was, but he made me, um, this butter, uh, butter squash, butter squash, butternut squash, butternut squash. Thank you. A butternut squash ravioli that he brown buttered. Mm-hmm. And, and I'd never had brown butter ravioli before. And he made it so good it was so good it was like not and it had like parmesan cheese on top of it and it was just the right mix of like crispy and oily and it and the like sweetness of the butternut squash like juxtaposed with the savory of the oh my god it was so good i've never had it before and i was just like wowed by it and it's the same thing that he had made it with so much love and so much care and he still makes that for like special occasions like he'll make it for my birthday and for valentine like and it's like his go-to, like, I love you big event dish. And it's, it's adorable. Delicious. I mean, you know, sometimes he'll just make it on a Tuesday, but like he makes it for the big events and it is so good. Um, and every time I like remember how excited he was to make it that first time. Uh-huh. Delicious. That's so great. Yummy. Is he making his own pasta? Oh, no. Oh, okay. No. We we have made our own pastas once. It was a lot of work. It was it good, is a lot of work. But it was a lot of work, and we just kind of decided, like, mm, maybe not. Maybe and maybe not at this stage in our life, like now. Not this is not the time for pasta, and that's okay. This, this was not the um, time. I meant to ask you earlier when you talked about mixing things for baking, do you have a standing mixer or a hand mixer? Oh, a standing mixer. Standing mixer. Oh my God. That standing mixer, which again, we got as a, 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 Christ, a wedding present. Mm-hmm. And I remember being like, okay, like we'll put it on there, whatever. And it's so great. Like it's such oh, yeah. a huge, like life change. Like anytime oh, yeah. we want to make something like with a little kid, you, you bake, you bake cookies, you bake muffins, you bake, you know? Right. I mean, I should make a birthday cake. I'm going to buy it. But, you know, those sort of things. Like, at some point, there'll be a lot more, like, baking when he gets a little older. Oh, yeah. But, when he's yeah, really, like, we, interested yeah. in, like, putting the stuff in. and Yeah, and we do, like, a little bit of it now. Yeah. But I think he's, like, suddenly at an age where he's going to really lean in. Having, you know, having the mixer is engaging and fun and really does shorten so much of the time where you would, like, lose them and he would wander off and be like, well, I don't want to watch right. you stir for the next six hours. And we can do, like... Everybody, we're going to bake cookies for everybody this Christmas. You know, those, those sort of things that, like, I remember doing as a kid, but I remember, like, doing it by hand. Right. right. And that'll take you your whole day. Yeah. But the, I, the mixer. I hate bit. mixing the chocolate chips into the chocolate chip cookies. hmm I mean, it is. Why is it so hard? It's just so And difficult. the distribution is always off. It's never even. Mm-hmm. But the the standing mixer does help. I'm gonna tell you this. I make chocolate chip cookies from the Nestle Toll House recipe. Um, 
to I mean, for years I have been making vegan chocolate chip cookies from multiple mm-hmm. different ways, multiple cookbooks and like whatever. Not that they aren't all delicious. They are. Um, but some of them have an ungodly amount of ingredients. It is unnecessary to make your vegan cookie like that. Stop it. Uh, stop it. Um, could have less. And I finally, year, a few years ago or however many years ago, settled on it. I tried it and I did it and I just do my, it's a quick sub. You do the butter <laughs> sub and you do, I do the flax meal egg for the two eggs and they're perfect. They are perfect every single time. Mm. And here's my tip. If you are, and I think maybe the egg is why this is the case, but you're supposed to have two and a half or two and a quarter cup flour, uh, two and a half, I think. It is way too much flour. If I put that all in there, I absolutely cannot get my chocolate chips in. So mm. I, I'm doing two cups only. I don't even bother anymore. This is the last time I'm going to And there's no concern that the, that the ratios it are off. It's always perfect. Always perfect. Always perfect. There's a little tip, a little baking tip. That's a good tip. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Also, if you mix the, if you replace the eggs for flax meal, you could be giving people healthier cookies. It's a cookie. It's not healthy. <laughs> but, you, know, you could be cutting the cholesterol Hell, right. for someone in your mm, family. Like, ha, cool, you, you had flax and it's good for you. Omega-3 is meh. Suck it, flax. Suck it. Suck it. So cookies <laughs> translates to holiday foods. That's a good translation. It does. What is your favorite holiday-specific food? Uh, like, cranberry sauce. Okay, one hundred percent. I was gonna, I was gonna give a whole bunch of air. No, just cranberry sauce. Cranberry and sauce. Which are you a like canned or a whole or a, like which variant of cranberry sauce? Because people have a lot of different opinions people have, on the jelly versus yeah. all the other things. Some people have some very serious opinions on it. Um, I. I, I want the jellied because it's what I grew up with. And it's just so, I love tart and tangy food. So I like cranberry sauce. As a grown up, I learned to love and appreciate whole cranberry, homemade cranberry sauce that's actually saucy. Um, I made it myself, like my first Thanksgiving out in LA. Like I made cranberry sauce like from scratch and it was delicious. And I was like, oh, damn. But also, don't forget to pick up a couple of cans. Yeah, well, you have to have both. You have to have at least both. It's either jellied or both for me. Mm-hmm. I don't want just the original. Like, do you want to like or the hew off fuzzy. that thick? I want to cut it gel- with a fork, right? Yeah, put it on top. I want to eat it. Layer it, go, it in. Mm. <laughs> Yum. Yeah, put a cherry pie on that. With cherry pie on well, it. Well, I'm just saying, like a tart, d- delicious. Oh, things. I was like, wait. That seems that seems like a lot of. I like to slice my cranberry sauce and then put it on my cherry pie. Yes, which I would try. Yeah, like I, I mean, why not? Cranberry cherries, like, why not? Just Sounds right. Mix, mix the berries. Um, holiday specific food: mashed potatoes, because it's all holidays. It's not a holiday specific food. It comes around quite often, right, and you can eat it on the regular. There. But it's always there. It is like a holiday staple. And I used to make this like probably Elton, what's his name? Alton, the guy. Alton Brown. Alton Brown. Like when you look up like what's the best mashed potatoes, it's his mashed potato recipe that comes up. And it's like always, it's always perfect. It's creamy. It's yuck and gold. Yukon gold, Yukon gold potatoes, which are like the totally different tasting potatoes. 
and the amount of like milk and cream and butter and et cetera, et cetera. Right. Mm. That's that sounds good. good. I mean, it's very work intensive. Mashed potatoes are always very, very work intensive. But oh man, always worth it. Yeah, even every time nobody's ever like mm. going for. Yeah, yeah. It's like oh, it's a little more lumpy than I meant. It's still mashed potatoes. Still good. You know what? You can always add more butter. You and mash always. it more. On, you can you could over mash it on your plate. There you go. Not too lumpy. Smoosh it on your plate. Not lumpy right. enough. Make a lump. Honestly, like <laughs> make a little ball. Like, right. Yeah. And anyone who thinks not lumpy enough is like. Kind of weird, but that's fine. That's Ooh, I fine. wonder if there's a Venn diagram of people who like super pulpy orange juice and super mm, lumpy super lumpy. Potatoes. There might be, or maybe it's super pulpy and super like skin. Oh right. Oh yeah. Yeah. That, mm, has mm, a similar... Same like kind of like consistency in there. Um, but yeah, I mean it's mashed potatoes. Like I like mashed potatoes with everything. I think that's great like that we've had multiple mashed potato answers. Now. Yes. Yes, I mean potatoes. I mean, it's not a surprise, I guess, that mashed potatoes have popped up multiple times in <laughs> a celebration of food because who doesn't love a good potato? Mm. Yummy. Mm, mm, mm. Yummy. We are talking culture. Um, and I want to talk about uh, being culturally tied to food or having like specific, do you feel that you have any very specific culture foods, foods that are tied to your, your, or food connections to family and friends. Like I, when I think of frozen grapes, that equals Jess. Jess goes with frozen grapes. Uh, a neat eater reminds me of my mom. Hmm. My mother, Vanessa is a very good eater, a very neat eater. Things well, like I'm, that. I am definitely not. So your Vanessa can win that one. She's her checking her shirt for any food stands right now. Um, so culturally, I'm going to go with matzo fry. My dad makes a matzo meal pancake and a matzo fry breakfast when I am home. That is the really the only like seriously Jewish thing that we do. And it's so good. It's so good. It's all I ever want. And I've tried to make it a million times and I like do not make it the right way. It's always like too salty or like too mushy, but he has perfected it over, you know, the course of a million years and it's so good and that's always what I want for breakfast. I want matzo meal pancakes or I want matzo fry with maple syrup and just like yum yum yum. I have matzo fry questions. Yes. What is that? So it you take matzo yeah. and you soak it in water for mm-hmm. or in hot water for however much time and then you put butter in the pan and you fry it with like a like an egg, like not like a um like an egg yolk. Mm-hmm. So whipped up egg yolk and you yeah. fry it all together of like similar almost like to, a hash yeah similar to like how you would make like french toast except okay. instead of bread it's matzo okay and so it's like chunks and it's so oh. tasty and it's oh, a little crispy but like soft on the inside that sounds excellent so it is so good um yeah and you like salt it a little bit and i sometimes over salt it and i do it wrong but like it's really good. And that is something that you could probably make just as easily with the like just egg. Right. And um, tastes equally delicious. Hilariously, I made a matzo lasagna once. Ooh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's delicious. the whole thing. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Matzo, it was so matzo's a good time. Good. Matzo's yeah. a good time. Yep. That's, oh, that's probably the only time. like cultural food yeah. that I think of in my life. And mm. I don't I don't even know if it's is culture as much as it's just like home, but that's 
It is. Because I think culture is both. It's not just, mm-hmm. right? I mean, it's, it's what happens in your house and what goes on in your house that's influenced by uh, the culture of your, your heritage, your geography, right? Mm. Um, yeah. So good. I mean, we, <laughs> and we, we make a lot of Italian food for American holidays. So that's, was it Dustin or was it you? No, it was Dustin. We were, I asked him some food questions. Um, and I said something about how like, well, you know, but on this holiday, you know, my mom makes the sauce and she does like, you know, the meat and like so-and-so will bring the ravioli and then we have turkey and we have it. And he, we were laughing about how that's not what his Thanksgiving dinner looks like. He doesn't have raviolis at Easter or. No. So I guess. No. Really? What do they eat? That's crazy. Um, so there's that, you know, there's definitely that. There's always, um, it's funny. It's when my mom was young, her grandmother would do like seven fishes, you know, and do like sure. the stuff like that kind of stuff. Absolutely. So there was always, you know, and my mom does not like, my mom is not a big seafood person and she certainly doesn't want to see like octopus legs hanging out of, mm-hmm. you know, a, a pot on the stove. So that it, it's a cultural food memory for her but it's also one that like is kind of why she doesn't make it because it grosses <laughs> her out so that's kind of funny um so we don't have a ton of that I don't think that like when I was growing up there was a ton of like super specific stuff like that mm-hmm. to being Italian um right yeah I don't even think well I mean you know they're Catholic so there's a lot of like pepper and egg sandwiches you know, during lunch. Sure. That kind of, oh, that kind of stuff. Delicious. Um, Elaine's the, parents always did seven fishes. Enough, when I think about my dad uh, and the British side, uh, you know, like Nia made English toffee. And when I think of toffee, I think of her. And I don't really eat that anymore, but I seriously want to get my hands on that recipe so I can veganize it. Although I don't know that would be good for me, but it's... <laughs> Um, I, I do think about her when it comes to that. And like my dad, honestly, it's pot roast. My dad makes a good pot roast and doll cakes. That makes me think of my dad. What is a doll cake? So, and was it Nia, his mom, Violet? I also, I mean, she made cakes and like beautiful, delicious cakes. I don't know how this came about that this is something he does, but you know, the cakes that have like a Barbie doll in the, in it. And then the cake part is like her skirt or her dress there's a doll in the cake Uh and she's dressed and then there's a dome cake my dad makes those he hasn't made one in years but with the doll in it excellent yeah and his mom made them incredibly specific thing for your dad yeah yeah i always wonder do they bake it with the doll like how what how does I honestly think they just stick the doll in it. I mean, I think they just cut out a hole, but you have to, oh. it's a dome cake. So you're most likely making multiple sheet cakes mm-hmm. and then car, you know, layering them and carving the dome out, then cutting out a hole for the doll. They don't put it in the oven with the doll. No. That makes much more sense. Yeah. Cause that does not seem like a good idea. Cause that seems like not a good cake. Like not a good, not, not good for your cake. oven, not good for your fire alarm that's going to go off for the next right. 12 years, not good for the right. poison that you're definitely going to be inhaling and eating in plastic. And eating in plastic. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's, then again, you may not have any more toxins in your system than you've yeah. got now just from living yeah. on the planet. So 
Who knows? You know, Either I'm, way, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say doll hair toxin. Not probably good? like no burnt. Even doll if hair? it comes with cake, mm. because mm. you know what doesn't come with cake? The air pollution. Yeah, yeah. It I'm doesn't make saying, it better. I'm though, still saying it? no. I'm no. still past. I'm just trying past, to find yeah. a silver lining. No, but. no pre-baked doll. <laughs> no pre-baked doll. No pre-baked. No doll. pre-baked doll. Um, Although they do bake the king cakes with the baby doll in it. <laughs> yes. That is, but I feel like those yeah. those are really They're like little and hard. They're not like specific. moldable. Yes. Plas- yeah, those are moldable. So though. specific. Yeah, and they're little. Those, yeah, and like made for that. You're not just like picking up a random doll and stuffing it in That's there. So but now funny. I feel weird about it because maybe, maybe who like how many people have bitten into the baby and like cracked a crown or like oh tons everybody everybody on it, yeah hundred percent yeah I found the doll like you've. Yeah, Thank but it's lodged in your throat. $4,000, like, dental bill. Right? But mm. I got good luck or whatever. <laughs> so I guess what we're saying is we we don't necessarily want food with stuff in it that's not food. Yeah. 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 And sometimes I don't even want food with stuff in it that is food. Like, sometimes the, like, toppings on things like cakes. Right. I'm like, this this is too aggressively a choking hazard. Like the like yeah. little silver balls and things like that. I'm like, why? Why? Oh, is the this? like the giant sprinkles that are basically just candy at that yes. point. Yeah. Like, why is this on my yeah. food? This is this is overkill. And and I feel like that happens with fancy donuts. Like fancy donuts, I think have have jumped the shark. It does um, happen with fancy with, donuts. Yeah, with the things that they put on them, they seem um, excessive. <laughs> there's a place that has they make. I've never been. I'm dying to go. They make pop tarts, um, but like. The pop chart will have like a tiny piece of cake on it. <laughs> we are not pretending to be breakfast anymore. Tiny, tiny little piece of cake. They made a pop chart that had a little pop chart on it. And I want that. I'm sure. I, I feel like I'd be more inclined to the pop chart with a pop chart rather than the pop chart with a cake. Because I'd like, like to pretend uh, that my pop chart is still breakfast. And I just want so cake just, for breakfast. I'm just having a second mini breakfast. If I put a little piece of cake on my Pop-Tart, then it's just breakfast. <laughs> you know, with like a side of cake. No one needs to know you're having cake for breakfast. You're a grown-up. Delicious. Uh, yeah. Um, I am going to move into uh, sharing because we've talked about uh, memory meals and cultural stuff and things that ties us to our family um, and sharing our food, making or serving it. That is, I, I don't know, that's super... It's something I I enjoy. I do really enjoy it. I definitely get it from my mom. I, but, you know, maybe maybe a little bit from my dad, too. Um, but I do like sharing my foods with people um, and gathering, right? Like, I think food is very much about gathering for me. I think the experience with everybody is this just as important as the food. You can have a good experience with crappy food, but you rarely have a good experience with, like, crappy company no matter how good the food is, right? Yes. Right? Um, yes. Which made me wonder, uh, do you have like a favorite um, eating, dining, food music or kind of music or, yeah. Mm, that's or a great even one like making. I know you don't make a ton, but yeah. like, you know, when you're making stuff together. If, if I'm making, I want something that's like bop, right? You want to like bop around and like have the apron on and wave your thing and like sing into your mixer as a microphone and like all of that experience. Um, but for eating, 
you don't want the the song to be intrusive, right? You want it to, you don't want it to be too loud mm-hmm. that it interrupts your conversation, and you don't want it to be too soft that you're always like, "What? What are we listening to?" I like classical music. If I'm listening to music during dinner, like in the background as warmth and ambiance, mm. um, just like like classical music on Amazon or whatever, or Spotify, that you get like a little bit of this, a little bit of that, and it's just like mellow warmth in the background without without detracting from the conversation or having to really pay attention to it but it's just like feel good melody uh do you like words or no classical you prefer like instrumental yeah yeah instrumental classical like fully fully like chopin type type level of instrumental classical in the background Mm -hmm. Hmm. schubert Chopin, it's not Chopin, Chopin, Schubert. Or Chopin. Little Mozart. Just a little Mozart, maybe a little something. Little Mozart, yeah, just like warm filler in the background. Right. I think I like, um, I like a little jazz. I like like Henry Mancini style, like Sally's Mm -hmm. Tomato kind of. Uh, music a little like um, um Girl from what, Ipanema. What is Sally's Tomato? Oh, Sally's Tomato is you've heard it. It's a famous song that's been used in a ton of movies. Um, is actually it might be in wait is it is it in Breakfast at Tiffany's? I don't know. Maybe now I'm opening Spotify. I got a lot going on here. Um, now I've got. Uh, the girl from Ipanema in my head. I don't want to say that I like Muzak because I don't, but a lot of the things that I'm thinking of, I guess you probably could have also heard in an elevator. Mm-hmm, for sure. For but it's sure. Because Which, it's mellow on purpose yeah. in an elevator. They're trying to make right. you calm. <laughs> You're Please in a tube. do not panic in the tube. Stuck to the top of the building. But there's nothing worse than being in a restaurant and having the music be too loud. That's true. It's right. That will it, make me leave before right. I sat down. It, there's the factor of the the volume of noise. There's the conversation mm-hmm. noise. And then if the music is definitely trying to be heard over the conversation noise, you and then they're fighting with each other. And yeah. it, it will ruin the experience. Yeah, like what am I doing totally. here? Why why am I here if this is just so noisy? What am I, what am I doing here? Yeah. What, what is this? Um, I also wanted to uh, ask you and talk about like food-related fantasies. I do this a lot. I have been fantasizing. I mean, I fantasize about like fabulous elaborate dinner parties. You know, like I want to serve you and I want everyone to come over and, and look fabulous and we're going to have past hors d'oeuvres and then we're going to sit down and we're going to have at a table that's been beautifully scaped let me plan your party. Oh, well, that sounds very elegant. Right? I don't know who uh, I think I am. Like, come over for a cocktail <laughs> party, guys, please. I I like a themed activity with food. Mm. I went through a phase, and it was a very brief phase, with my friend Stephanie. Stephanie, if you are listening, hello. Listen. Called, uh, what did we call it? We called it something like Sing for Your Supper where we would watch a musical and eat themed food to the musical. Like we watched damn Yankees. And so it was all like baseball food, hot dogs, blah, blah. And like that as a like repeatable event, you know, um, whatever the movie is and like the themed food to it. Um, 
but somebody else does the making of the theme and I pick the movie. I want to pick the movie. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, mean, I, I could work with movie. that. I could work with that. Yeah. And like full theme and you have to wear a costume and the whole thing. I love themed food. I yeah. love it. I love a themed yeah. to do in any sense. Um, and we had talked about last year, I think, how I want to have like a, a big Halloween feast. I want to yes. do a fall feast. Maybe I do that with, next year. Maybe I like... Car- I, and I think cardamom was also discussed. Probably. In because that, I like in that context. extra yeah. to my pumpkin pie. Yes. As well. As well you should. It's cardamom. So cardamom? Am I saying that right? Cardamom. cardamom. Yeah. I, I feel like... I talk about yeah. cardamom a lot. <laughs> I know. That, that, I don't think you talk about cardamom enough. Um, yeah. I feel like a lot of what has happened over the last two years, at least for us, like I'm, I'm, I might be wrong, but like food has become very like utilitarian, utilitarian yeah, that like yeah. we are eating dinner because you eat dinner mm-hmm. and it's less of a like, Ooh, enjoyment. But, and some of that is because we're not going out to restaurants. And some of that is because we have a toddler who only wants to eat chicken nuggets, right. but it has felt like less of an experience and more of a, like we eat dinner. Like, we eat dinner as a family. We have conversation. Like, it's still an experience. It's just the experience is not about the food at all. It's just right. about the experience of, like, learning how to sit at the table and have a conversation like a person. Yeah. 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 Sorry, I'm weird. Yes. Um, no, I don't think so, that's weird. <laughs> no, I'm weird, I yeah. like your enthusiasm. <laughs> Learn uh, how to have know, a conversation. I, I totally feel the same way. I just recently was like, I think I, think I want to... It'll probably just, you know, be me and Dustin, but I think I want to like make Thanksgiving dinner and actually make a couple of dishes that I've wanted to make in the past. In the past two years, I've ordered food on Thanksgiving, right. which was same. excellent, wonderful. Hugo's, phenomenal. So um, it's the right choice at the right time. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I have been thinking like I haven't, we're not celebrating with food you know mm-hmm. it's they go together you you gather for birthdays and mm-hmm. to do's and when you do that everybody brings something and if it's the depending on the season or the holiday it's something specific to that um and i i am missing the hell out of that mm-hmm. definitely yeah uh, which i also on on this uh, little gathering thought bubble i also wrote just birthday cake with like exclamation points Right, like birthday cake's important. It is. How do you is. how do you feel about like have you do you have birthdays where you don't have cake and when no. that happens because like it happens no no oh I God. will go and buy myself a goddamn cake. Does yeah, that would make you sad without a birthday. No, cake. no, I would have more cake for me. No, I mean if you didn't have a cake. Oh yes, full cake to yourself. Yes. I don't question at all. <laughs> I was like, no, 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 that would not make me sad. Makes yeah, you have to have cake. Me. You gotta have cake. I mean, and it doesn't have to be. Cake, it could be cupcake, it could be whatever, the cookie, whatever. It, there has to be some sort of like big celebratory dessert. A celebratory dessert, right? Big celebratory dessert. Do you like being sung to? You know, it does not bother me. People get really weird about that. It does not bother me at all. Yeah. I will bask in your off tune or I will enjoy your like in tune. Just as happy. I mean, I'm not necessarily thinking about you guys thinking I'm like planning my wish, but like, sure. yes, I being, being sung happy birthday does not phase me at all. Nice. I'm I'm enjoying it, and sometimes there's a nice warm glow from the candles, and I think I hope somebody's getting a nice picture of me in totally. this nice lighting. This is right? the time, but I'm somebody not like looming over my food. Like who knows? Right? right. Who knows? Um, oh. But yeah, no, I'm for it. I'm for it. Birthday cake. Birthday. I'm for 
right? Mm-hmm. Yum. Yeah. Um, I love birthday cake. I do love candles. I, yeah, I think it's important. Yeah. I think if you don't have a birthday cake, making a birthday wish is important. Stick that candle in your sandwich. It doesn't and matter. Stick it in whatever. Yeah. Stick it in whatever. There has to be some sort of candle situation. Get yourself your wish. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, did you, have you ever like had a fantasy about like competing with food? Like No, no, no. Mm. Because Food is like, it's not my thing. I enjoy the thing, the food that I enjoy, I really enjoy. Right. But the creation of food has like right. never been my thing. You've never um, thought about it though? Like the, the insanity of the, the kitchen. I, I want to go and root for other people and like would really be like be excited. Sous chef. Uh, yes, but probably they would shout at me and I would cry and I would <laughs> not really enjoy that. But I did go to the Hell's Kitchen restaurant once. Oh. And it was delicious. Good. It was really, really, it was all, the experience of it was as exciting as it looked on TV. Oh, like you walk good. in and there's the big flame things and you're dressed up nice and you can hear Gordon Ramsay screaming in the background and it was very cool. And that's the thing. Yeah. And you were talking about um, environment and that's that's an excellent segue because we're not going out and we're not, I mean, we, we're starting to again, but mm-hmm. I do... That kind of experience, I think I am like super craving, super yes. craving, um, want, like putting on something nice, you know, going something. Something nice fancy. with like a, a high waist, that waistband that's actually not related to where my waist is or something that has no waist at all. And it's just the flow. Just the flow. Yeah. I don't want to wear anything uncomfortable ever again to eat in. No. Um, but yeah, like going to a restaurant as an experience is something that we have like lost. There's yeah. a lot. I mean, we've picked up food a million times. I have picked up a million meals over the last two years, but I think I've been in like four restaurants total over the last however many right. years. Right. Um, and that's all been eating outside. Right. I haven't eaten inside. Mm-hmm. A place. Yeah. No, no, not, not without having a like, are the windows open? Are we near a breeze? Is there, you know, like without all the anxiety around it right now? Right. But to like just be able to walk into a restaurant, like not worry about it. Mm-hmm. I, I very much miss that experience. Do you think it'll take a while before, yeah. like your first time, let's not say first time, second time eating inside a place? Uh, do you think, how much do you think the anxiety over the world is going to? affect the food and the experience a lot because i mean i think about even just the basics of like the utensils right you never think about how weird it is to share utensils with strangers strangers. until there was like a really serious easily communicable disease i remember being like can i bring my utensils places like is that weird if i just like brought my own utensils um and i think somebody told me it was weird and so i didn't do it michael um, but also like, you know, as a result, don't really eat. We don't go anywhere. Right. Yeah, yeah. Right. But I miss it. I miss that, like being in a place, but I also feel like even pre pandemic, I used to really like eating outside, you know, right. on the, on the patio, under the umbrella near the heater, whatever, whatever the like correct version of it was, depending on the weather, either right. shaded or heated. Um, but yeah, outdoor dining. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is it? A fresca? Yeah, so we'll dine al fresca today. Mm-hmm. Right? I'm into it. Yeah, I- I'm into it too. I mean, I guess it minus the 
you know, horrible, horrible heat, if it's a hundred sure. degrees, sure, then I'm no. not going, that's not an, it's just yeah. not going to happen. No, I'm probably mm-hmm. at home. I'm not going to a restaurant <laughs> in general. I'm at home with the air conditioning on under yeah. a blanket. Laying on the floor. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm not, I'm not doing that. Um, I actually like eating outside when it's cold. I like the chili. Yeah. And then you can have something like, like a grilled cheese and soup situation. Exactly. With some crust, with a crusty bread to dip. Mm-hmm. Yes. I always yeah. want that meal, by the way. Mm-hmm. Always. We had that for dinner tonight. We had grilled cheese for dinner yeah. yesterday. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's rainy. It is a right. perfect rainy day meal. Mm. I had soup for lunch yesterday, too. Mm-hmm. Soup mm-hmm. forever. With soup, corn chips soup, in it. Soup. Yeah. Soup. I like my crunchy chips and my soup. Or crackers. Sounds really chips good. Crunchy. Yeah. Whatever. Like, I'll take whatever it is. Soup right. cracker. Oyster cracker, actual just like goldfish because that's what you got to dump in there. Yes. Whatever, goldfish are great. I love an oyster there. cracker. You know, a lot mm-hmm. of oyster crackers and uh, saltines have dairy in them. Really? Isn't that dumb? That is bizarre. I mean, it's why? not dumb because that obviously has something to do with why it tastes so good, and we all right. know what an oyster cracker tastes like. So their recipe is their recipe, and like something wrong with that. But it it, it it's bullshit. Yes, that is bullshit. It's total bullshit. That is bullshit. I, I'm not surprised I guess I'm an oyster cracker, but like a saltine, that seems weird. Yeah. Because the all, oyster cracker does have a very like specific taste. Mm-hmm. That could be milk. Um, I could eat a whole bag of oyster crackers by mm. hand. Just, and I don't care that I'm like choking to death because they're so dry. Mm. It's one of those things I can just pop and not think about it. And marshmallows, unless eventually my teeth hurt. And that's when you know it's time to stop eating marshmallows. <laughs> so if you are looking at a restaurant experience here in Los Angeles, what is your favorite like LA food experience that you'd be looking for? As in give you one I know of or like my favorite place or whatever I haven't done. Whatever. To. Either. I've never been to that garlic restaurant, but I want to go. The stinking rose. The stinking rose. I've never been mm. there when I want to be there. I can smell it now. Um, but you know what? Currently, I am very into sugar taco. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. I think there's at least two locations. They might be opening a third one, but there's one in Sherman Oaks. There's one on Melrose somewhere. Um, delicious plant-based tacos and all the other amazing best nachos. Best nachos. Really, really good nachos. Highly recommend. Go. Uh, get a margarita. Uh, I don't even remember what beverage I had last time. It was so freaking good. Oh, oh, I had a Mexican mimosa last time. And what is a Mexican t- mimosa? Does, I don't is, even, it, is it tequila? I don't think there was tequila in it. Um, oh, I wonder if I can pull it up. It was, it had tahini around the rim. It was mm, so good. Everybody I really like the tahini. I almost drink real, real fast, but because I don't drink really anymore, right. I can't do that because then I'm right. Um, it might only be 20 minutes, but I'm drunk uh, and it's ugly. Uh-huh. Um, but it was really, 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 really good with, with nachos. And they've got a great little, they have an outside seating area, um, but it's, it's small and it's a little enclosy, uh, mm-hmm. but I outside. have- yeah, right. Mm-hmm. But I have it's it's a permanent patio. It's not mm-hmm. like a makeshift with like a freaking right. tent around it. Um, but I feel very comfortable there, even if there's other people there. It's a good it's a good spot. It's on Ventura. I've taken to go and I've eaten there in the last couple of years, and I am always pleased. Started off last time with a churro donut, while I waited for my nachos. Ooh, Highly recommend that. Mm, that sounds delicious. That sounds delicious. 
my Mexican Yum. Oh, my God. So my favorite L.A. food actually is not good anymore, but that's okay. It was from when I first moved here, and I lived really nearby a Paquito Mas, and, like, I'd never had Paquito Mas before. And, like, Mexican food was, like, not a thing any place that I'd ever lived. And so I had this nature's girl quesadilla. And it was all of the, like, vegetables, right? It was a million Mm -hmm. vegetables all in one and extra crispy. And, like, it always made me sick. But it was so (laughs) good. And after, like, the fifth or sixth time, I was like, okay, stop eating this. Like, this does not agree with your stomach. Like, don't eat this. But that, for me... Like that experience if I live in a new place and I've like identified something new to eat mm-hmm. is very important. And like obviously I've I've had a lot I've had much better food since then. Right. But that like early experience in my LA time. Delicious. And that's like that like Baja style Mexican. Right. It's so mm-hmm. good. It's um there's something about it. I, I don't I don't know what it is. I haven't eaten at Piquito Mas in a long time. I used to eat at one for lunch very often, close to work, and I would get the Nature's Grill. Um, is it a taco salad? Oh, there was a ton. It, you could get a quesadilla, a burrito, right? Yeah. Yes. There's all sorts of different options. They have really good rice and beans. Mm-hmm. I love a good plate with rice and beans. Yep. And I like to put my beans in my rice. You know, I like to do little scoops. Not mm-hmm. don't mix them all at once. I want it as I go. But scoop them on the chip as well. Oh, I like Use. to well yes, that yeah. too. But I like to scoop a little beans into the fork or into the rice dish and then eat that. Mm. Yummy. Yeah. It's a good call. Yummy. Yeah, I haven't eaten there in what really feels long time. Like yeah. ages. Yeah. And that's okay. That's okay. Yeah. Like yeah. I think we should really quickly, um, there's two things on here we haven't talked about yet. One is uh, eating pants. Would you like to talk about eating pants? I don't want to wear pants when I'm eating. No. Right? Like, no. I keep seeing my internet is full of people promoting clothes to me all the time, right? Ha- Thanksgiving outfits. And these bitches are all wearing jeans. I'm like, what are you talking about? What? Are you talking about wearing jeans for Thanksgiving? No. I want to wear a dress. Uh, again, loose, flowy. I want to wear something that is not going to interfere with how much I enjoy the food. It, they do interfere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because when we eat, mm-hmm. our body does stuff and our abdomen I mean, moves. And, I want to be uh, so comfortable when I'm eating that yeah. I want to stop eating when I, when I am full, not when my pants tell me I'm full. Really good way to put that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My pants are not the boss of me. My jeans tell me I'm full the second I sit down. Right. Shut up, jeans. Oh, what do you know? Yeah. yeah. Thanks for making Delicious. my butt look good. Delicious. Delicious. Comfy clothes. Comfy clothes for serious eating. Yeah. Which no, always cracks me up because like people get super dressed up for holidays. You know, you have your like Christmas outfits. You have those are not food outfits. Those are not maybe food outfits. That's maybe that's something you could do. Invest in create a line of comfortable, Ooh. fancy holiday clothes. I mean, you think about uh Phoebe in her like maternity pants, right? And that episode of Friends when she's who yeah, and she's wearing those like um 
Santa pants. Santa pants. Yeah. Right, the Santa pants. And she's starting to be like, look, it comes to the name. But like, those are fancy pants for eating. Right. Fancy pants for eating. Um, but yeah, no. I don't want to wear, I don't want to wear pants that are make my food intake uncomfortable. I want to be comfortable with my food intake. It's an important part of the living process. Yes. It should not be unpleasant. Um, and I think this might be our final, Ooh. final thing. What have you always wanted to make, but never did, you know? This is also, this could also be part of the, uh, the food related fantasy. Yeah, like, like what if you I... wanted to serve somebody? I don't know that I have like a like a lofty goal about food that I always wanted to make because I feel like I just don't really do it. What have you always wanted to bring to a party that oh, you haven't? Like like a really fancy appetizer, like the appetizer, whatever it is, right? That the one that's like get eaten right away and everybody's like, oh my god, that was the best, blah blah blah. It doesn't matter right. what it was, but just the idea of like having the food that was the food. That was, yeah. The, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Oh, my God. Did you have the this? That was the thing. Oh, yeah. I bought that, actually. Blah, blah. Like, it's the it's the cachet, but without the right. effort. I miss potlucks. Mm-hmm. I do. Yeah. I miss a good potluck. Um, and it's, it's one of those things that, like, COVID has made weird because do you share food even anymore? Like, how does that, how do you do that? Yeah. Certainly not blowing on the birthday cake, I guess. I know, bummer. Mm, blow it out with a fan. That's what, now we just need to start making birthday cakes plus a cupcake. Mm, there blow you go. on this. Blow on the cupcake, eat, eat the rest of it. Mm. Yeah, mm. and then you have your own like little personal. Maybe we should start making like smash cakes, but for mm. grown-ups. Mini cakes, yep, mini, mini cakes. cakes. That's your personal cake for your birthday. The rest yeah. is for everybody else. What, uh, what about you? What is the thing that you always wanted to make? Um, I would love to make a pavlova. So, so bad I want to make a pavlova. What is a pavlova? It is a meringue. Uh, you can do it one layer. It's like a meringue disc. And it is covered in fruit or and like mousses, if you would like. Um, they are the actual like... If you Google it, it says pavlova is a meringue-based dessert originating in either Australia or New Zealand in the early 20th century. It was named after the Russian ballerina Anna Pavlova. Taking the form of a cake-like circular block of baked meringue, pavlova has a crisp crust and a soft light inside. And when you look at pictures, it fe- I fe- I've never had one and I- I've never made one. And it feels like the softest, fluffiest thing you could ever eat. That looks delicious. And I would like to suggest that you try. Yeah. All right. So Pavlova on the menu. Yum. Yeah. Yum. Mm. Uh, The internet does suggest places where you could purchase a Pavlova should we need one now. (laughs) If there was a Pavlova None of them are near us. Hmm. Of course. However... There is a Dr. Pavlova who is nearby. Huh. Not the same. Just in case. Not the Just same. Just in case. Um, um, okay. So, Noodle, do you have plans for Thanksgiving? Yes. Uh, we are going to the Paley's. Paley's, if you are oh, listening. Yay. Hello. We are oh, going to the Paley's, uh, which we used to do pre-COVID. Um, and we are really excited to be going to do it again this year, um, which we, we haven't done in quite some time. And they've had a huge yeah. house remodel based on terrible, terrible nonsense that has happened to their house. 
So it's like going to a brand new house and it's going to be delicious. And we're excited about exciting, uh, introducing Rebel to the donkey. And right. like, yeah. Um, will there be other Picking kids? Up a COVID tradition. I don't know. TBD. I don't know. We're going to find out. I'm going to bring a lot of toys. I'm bring a, a lot of toys. New yeah. Situation. Brand new. Mm-hmm. That's excellent. Yeah. Um, the holiday season has definitely been making me uh, become a little more excited about food and making things. Uh, and I hope we all, you know, we all gather and we enjoy. Yes, I feel like we're going to have to try and figure some things out um, in the next upcoming extravaganzas. I mean, the next, what, it's yeah. six weeks are just going to blow right by. Yeah, so we need to, like, make plans. Blow right by. We need to make plans. Yeah. Um, it is a uh, it is a time for gathering and celebrating food. So I hope everyone listening has some some good plans and some, eat delicious uh, things and like enjoy them. Things. Enjoy them, them really a lot. Your friends, drop stuff yeah. off for your friends. Mm, that, that a couple is, times during yes, and I do love that fun. And you got to make something if you're not yet gathering. You know, we highly recommend that you gather. And I hope that you guys like liked all of our our food stuff. Uh, I am going to shift away from food now. We are going to shift from that to Political Minute Noodle. So (laughs) I mentioned earlier that we are here on the day of electioning. Um, And I don't want to actually talk about the election itself because nothing that we say here is really like we're not going to know what it is coming up. But I want to talk about the anxiety that I've been having today. Uh, it's been really, really large anxiety today that I don't, I, I feel like it has escalated every like election cycle that has come through basically ever since, uh, 2016. It's really like 2016, 2016. Yes. Oh, yeah. God. Um, it's really like ramped up significantly every single cycle because it used to be win or lose like there you know there's always the next season and there's always another round and you know you could do blah blah blah, and you didn't really feel like every time it was like really serious like we might die tomorrow because of this election right and there's been so much of that and like it's and i was like not in a good place all day today like really really like high level anxiety too much energy like bouncing off the walls trying to do work not going well trying to like sit in meetings and like my brain is somewhere else entirely trying to take a stupid walk for my stupid mental health. And like, it's just like agita and excite and like upset. And it, it was a really like out of control today. And I think a lot of people felt that way um, and are still feeling that way right now. And um, I just want to like say that it's a terrible feeling, but like it's normal right now. And all of like everybody's fears are super valid because mm-hmm. we are, at a tipping point and I don't know which way we're going to tip. Yeah. I mean, I think our cycle has something to do with that, right? Our news cycle, our uh, yeah. scroll cycle. Yeah. Um, I hope we're not getting to a point where we need to have the up and down, the, the world is falling apart. Here's a puppy on a roller coaster. The world is falling apart. You know, mm-hmm. um, I hope that we don't get to a point where, Without that, we feel nothing. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, that's long beyond us from a mm-hmm. societal evolution point. Like, who <laughs> that would be after we are in the ground. Um, right. But th- it's just, it's it's often unbalanceable. Yeah. 
And it, it, it is overwhelming in a way that I was not like anticipating how upset I was going to feel today. And I feel, have felt very upset all day. Mm-hmm. And it takes a really long time for results to come through. And so there, it feels like there's like no end in sight to it. That is a biggie. That is, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I really believe in, and I'm super happy about the widespread mail-in process mm-hmm. uh, and all kinds of plates. We're in California and we have, everyone now gets a mail-in ballot. You don't have to use it, but the whole state is you know, yeah. mail-in. Um, I appreciate that. I think that's really important because look, we have to, at some point we have to actually address the fact that there are a bajillion people on the planet and in our country. A bajillion, like, so, so very many people and the processes of the past do not necessarily work uh, logistically that just doesn't work. So I'm happy about that. The anxiety and the addition of waiting for things to be counted is, is hard to handle. And I think about like how much we know now, like we didn't, you know, a hundred years ago, people weren't, didn't feel like this. You just didn't know about all the things that were going on. You didn't know about this, the elections in other states that were mm-hmm. leading to our federal problem. You, you just didn't right. have to process that. Um, so even though it may have taken longer to get election results or just as long because of the slower pace of sharing information, um, it's a lot to carry. Ha- yeah. Knowing all of that and waiting for all of that to come in is brand new processing and the gap human processing the gaps between the two parties right now have felt so extreme that any any slip feels like we're gonna spiral out of control forever like Mm -hmm. and some of that is absolutely if we don't win this election we may never have clear elections again and like that's a hard thing to hear when you're somebody who like deeply cares about elections so it's, yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot of things at once. So um, if you are listening to this and we haven't had any real resolutions and you are feeling anxious, uh, I am anxious with you. We recommend uh, sour cream chips and a glass of lemonade. Mm-hmm. Yeah, glass of lemonade. Yeah. Calm that anxiety. Popcorn. Popcorn, too. You just suck down the popcorn. That's a popper. That's a popper mm. that's okay to just pop for days. Delicious. I mean, I don't know how... <laughs> bloated but you can pop away at that popcorn um we hope you guys voted we hope you didn't have too much voting anxiety share with us your feelings about voting um share with us your 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 food thoughts your celebrations of food what you're doing this holiday um do you have a favorite recipe you want to share with us you can leave that in the comments uh let us know what you've been eating during the uh Anxious season. Anxious season. Yeah. What's your, what's your go-to anxious season snack? Share it with us. Uh, You can share it here. Leave it in the comments on Instagram. You can DM us on Instagram. Um, You can email us at chatyourownpodcast at gmail.com. Noodle, do we have anything to, to plug? We have our December episode, which is uh, all about positivity. In December and uh, self-love age ups and all around good things for you. Um, what else? Do we have anything else? I don't. I got nothing. Right? I got nothing I got to promote. Uh, maybe by the time I get to December, I will, but I got nothing to promote mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. Um, other than take care of you. Yeah. 
Enjoy yes. your foods. Uh, enjoy all the things you love this month. Uh, remember that no matter what happens when it comes to gathering this year and this holiday season, you are the best company there is. And you deserve things that will make you smile. Uh, thanks for hanging out with us, you guys. We love you. Bye. Bye. Bye.